Welcome to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast with me, Apostle Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace. I'm the co-founder of Cedars House Christian International, a ministry dedicated to raising believers in Christ. I'm also the founder and international president of Women in Tune, a global army of women faithfully worshiping and serving Jesus Christ. My passion is to teach, train, and disciple men, women, their youth, and leaders to get more intimate with the Lord and serve Him. The aim of this podcast is to bring the truth of God's Word to the body of Christ. Therefore, you can expect in-depth teachings for those who are young in their faith, as well as those who are serious with their Christian walk and want to grow. Be ready to be strengthened, equipped, and empowered in your daily walk with the Lord as you listen to the Let the Truth Be Told podcast. In the last episode of the series on Walk About Zion, we began a discussion about the purpose of the church and said that the first purpose of the church is to proclaim the praises of God to all. In this episode, we will continue with that discussion. The second purpose, I said I'll talk about a threefold purpose. The second one is that the church exists to display the manifold wisdom of God revealed in Christ. What does this mean? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 3, and I'll read from verses 10 to 11. It says, God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. That God's purpose is to use the church to display his wisdom to the principalities and powers. This is his eternal plan fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Through the church, purchased, redeemed, restored, called out by Jesus and empowered by the Spirit, God seeks to display his manifold wisdom and power which are found in Christ to the principalities and powers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 to 8. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Read also Mark 16, 15 to 18, and 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verse 6 to 16. Amen. Now, I want to explain this. It's saying that the whole idea of Christ and the church is a mystery. And it's a mystery that displays the wisdom of God. And it was hidden. God hid it from Satan. It means that Satan is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. If he even had an inkling, he would not have killed Jesus. If he had known that 
Even the death of Jesus Christ was part of the plan to redeem man. He would not have killed him. This is the wisdom of God. And the church is the evidence of that wisdom. We exist for that purpose. Let's explore it further. Paul talks in Ephesians about the mystery of Christ. What do these things mean? In displaying the manifold wisdom of God, the purpose of the church is to reveal the mystery of Christ. Ephesians 1 verse 4, it says, Just as he chose us in him, that is in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. It means that God planned the redemptive work of Christ from the foundation of the world. Right, right at the beginning, even before the world was formed, God had Christ in mind. He is not an afterthought. He was not produced because a problem occurred and had to be resolved. God had a plan from the beginning. And that plan included Jesus Christ. Actually, he is central to that plan. And the church exists as the evidence of that. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 tells us that God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Neither are our ways his ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher. And so are his thoughts higher than ours. The omniscient God had always known that it is in Christ that his purpose on the earth will be fulfilled. Therefore, Adam and Eve's fall did not come as a surprise to God. He was not surprised. He had known the course of action. He had known what Satan would do. He had known what man would do. After all, he had given man free will. So he had known that man would seek to use his free will, tempted by Satan, and he already had a plan in place which would serve his eternal purpose concerning his son Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The first hint we get of this is in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. In Genesis 3, 15, it says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This was God's promise to the serpent just after man had fallen, just after Adam and Eve had rebelled against God just at the time when it seemed like God's plan was coming apart, God spoke and said, I will raise a man and I'm going to put enmity between you and that man. He will be the seed of woman and he will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Throughout the Old Testament, God showed us a picture of what is coming through Jesus Christ as man continued to face the consequences of sin. As things got out of hand, as death took over, as rebellion, as man struggled to self-rule, struggled to live and take care of the earth, as man struggled 
to make it. God continued to give us glimpses of what was coming. Hallelujah. So through the Old Testament, we saw pictures, glimpses of what was to come through Christ. However, through Israel, God began to show man that man could not govern himself because man failed terribly in his attempt to please God. God then gave laws. I want us to cast our mind back. We're trying to understand the mystery of Christ. And I have explained that in the beginning, when God created humanity, man was supposed to depend on God. And in depending on God, man could rule the earth. Man could enjoy the earth. Man would be at peace and would have joy. Fortunately, man sinned. And I said that that was not a surprise to God because God already had a plan in place. The entire plan for the creation included Jesus Christ, according to what we read in Ephesians chapter 1, that from the foundation of the world, he was already in place. Amen. And God promised the enemy that one day the seed of woman will crush his head, Jesus Christ. But God took time. He did not just leave man on his own, but began to show us through the dispensations that Christ will come and bring us back to God. Hallelujah. God found a man, Abraham, and promised Abraham that his descendants will be the chosen ones that God would use to show humanity what it means like to walk with God. Israel could not walk with God as God intended. So God gave Israel's rules and regulations to let them know that they could not self-govern. They had to keep a system of rituals to wash their sins, to cleanse them, to deal with their offense in God's sight. Israel failed at that. And soon it became obvious that humanity needed a savior. I'm sure Satan was having a good time. Satan was thinking, I have got man where I want. Satan was thinking he can't follow all of God's laws. Satan was thinking, I will crush him even as I go down. I'm going to go down with man. But God had a plan. Hallelujah. Man needed a savior. Man needed a redeemer to deliver him from himself and from sin and from the enemy and to reconcile him back to God. And Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price and dealt with sin once and for all. What Satan and Israel and everybody else did not know or realize was that God's plan was not just for Israel, but for all of humanity, all of humanity. And that's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 7 to 8, that we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained from the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. Had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord. Satan did not know that God was not just looking to restore Israel alone. God was looking to restore the whole of humanity, to bring the Gentile nations into the same covenant of Israel in Jesus Christ, 
to restore the destiny of man, to restore the identity of man, to restore the hope of man, to give humanity a chance again to be reconciled with God, that we would get off the treadmill of life, the treadmill of trying to make it, the treadmill of trying to get it right with God. Oh, the treadmill of the effects of sin. God had a plan that we would live beyond the laws and the rules and regulations given to Israel, but his laws will be written in our hearts because we will have his spirit living in us. Oh, what a victorious plan God had, which was implemented on Calvary when Jesus died on the cross. This was the mystery or revelation given by God to Paul that humanity both Jews and Gentiles, not just Israel, would be reconciled with God through Jesus Christ. All who believed in and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior would be delivered from sin, would be delivered from death, and would be made children of God and reconciled with God as his children. Hallelujah. So we come back to Ephesians 3, and I want to read from verses 8 to 11 where Paul says, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all to see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he purchased in Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, through the church, not just Israel, through the church, God is making known his manifold wisdom, that is, his eternal purpose, which he has accomplished in Jesus Christ our Lord, to the principalities and powers. The coming into existence of the church, therefore, that is, the church as both Jews and Gentiles in Christ, that is the fulfillment of God's plan. Hallelujah. Through the church, all humanity is to be informed of what God has accomplished for them in Christ Jesus. That man can overcome sin. That man in Christ Jesus is already delivered. If only we will believe and receive. Through the church, we proclaim to the nations, or should I say God proclaims to the nations, to the tribes, to the peoples, to our families, our communities, that there is a chance to become partakers of this great grace. Oh, we offer it to the world because God offered it to us and we in Christ have been redeemed. This is what God wants to use us for. This is the purpose of the church. The church exists as a symbol, as an emblem, as a sign, as an evidence of the victory of God in Christ Jesus over the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. 
you may read Ephesians 2, 11 to 18, Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, and Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which instructs us to go and tell the whole world the good news. Hallelujah. So it's not just Israel, but it's all of the Gentile nations. And every nation must come to know. If only Satan had known that by killing Jesus, he would be bringing, giving us all an opportunity to come into the commonwealth of, of God, into the family of God, to be reconciled with God. I bet you he would not have done that. But then that is the wisdom of God hidden in a mystery. Hallelujah. I hope you've understood that. May the Holy Spirit give you understanding and knowledge in Jesus' name. Just as we can claim the promises of Israel, we take on the responsibility of Israel, of serving God, of praising him, of worshiping him, of living by his word and ways, and of letting the whole world know that there is no other God than our God. There is no other God than Jesus Christ and offering them an opportunity to come to know this God by faith in Jesus Christ. This is what we are about as the church of Jesus Christ in our nations. Hallelujah. Now I want to move on to the third purpose. I said three. The first is to declare his praises, the praises of God to all through our lips, by declaring it through our lives, in our daily, everyday praying, uh, worshiping, following the scriptures, living in the spirit, and through our lifestyle everywhere we are. The second, I said, is to display the manifold wisdom of God revealed in Christ to all, especially the principalities and powers. The third purpose of the church is to establish God's kingdom government upon the earth, which we shall discuss further in the next episode. I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and perhaps even challenged by this message. You may also watch teachings related to this message and other topics on my Let the Truth Be Told YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. I'd love to hear from you, so please do sign up to our email list at let the truth be told at cedarshouse.org and subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss an episode. To find out more about me, Jennifer Abigail Lawson Wallace, our ministry and the work we do, visit our websites womenintune.org, quiverprayermovement.org and cedarshouse.org. You may join our community on social media and engage with us there. This podcast was sponsored by Sublime Gifts, home of elegant, bespoke Christian gifts, from personalized cards and cushions to devotionals and luxury picture frames. Please do remember to visit their website, sublimegiftsuk.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to download and listen to the podcast. God bless you.